Hello and a warm welcome to another episode. My guest today is Florian Kramer, founder and CEO of Lina Health. Together we are talking about why they are shifting from a project-based business model into SaaS. Florian, it's such a pleasure to have you. Uh, thank you, Björn. Really nice to be here. Our topic for today is uh, you started with a non-SaaS model and then you made a decision to switch into SaaS. And I'm super, super curious. So what were the, the main reasons that you started with a non-SaaS business model in the first place? Yeah, my, my startup is dealing with a highly sensitive topic. Uh, we are talking about mental health at, at work. And we started with a non-SaaS solution because we developed a product that is doing like a mental health risk assessment. And um, it's, it's legally uh, required to do it. And most of the time, and the, the other com competitors are doing it just like a project kind of thing. So there's one time the status quo, um, and then we afterwards there, there are some measurements to do, but I think most of the time the risk assessment is like a, a more seen like a project. And then, so you, you build up some traction with a project-based model, and I learned that you got a small funding round as well. So you have um, external investors convinced with a project-based model. And then what, what happened that at some point you decided, okay, this is not the way to go any further. Yeah, um, I think uh, this is not the, the kind of, of startup we wanted to build because um, we are really um, impact-driven, purpose-driven. And um, me and my, my co-founder, we are coming from a, um, a long background uh, in, in, in the health system. And we want um, to have an impact for the employees. And we want to to help them dealing with their anxieties, with their stress, with their mental health issues. And that's why we are um, pivoting from the project-based um, um, uh, thing to the to more like a recurring and more impact-driven setting. But um, for us, it was really easy to, to build the MVP or the prototype in the first step because it's, it's easier to develop even um, if you are not like that um, technology driven, it's really easy to, to build it. But afterwards, it's more difficult to, to develop the product if you want to have recurring impact with the employees. I have a, in that regard, I have a pretty similar investment and they, 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 they wish for a SaaS model, but they also kind of stuck in in the project-based um, business model, because in their industry, it's about engineering. Um, they, it's more common or it's kind of known that you have a non-SaaS business model. So I'm, I'm intrigued. So what are the indications? Because one thing is, of course, you, you're telling about kind of having a, a long-term or a, at least what I sense is a mid-term, long-term um, impact um, and of course, we will come to the investor perspective for SaaS-driven uh, models. But on the other hand, is how do you how do you, did you define that the market is ready and that you're not just pushing into a market which isn't ready or which is not accepting SaaS? Yeah, um, that's that's a really tough question and a, uh, a question we are dealing um, with the last month. Um, I think one answer to it is. Um, we met a lot, a lot of interviews, 
Um, we talked to to people from from um, C like CEOs and and head of HRs. That's um, our persona, uh, our buyer persona, and um, we are talking about uh, with them about this kind of, this topic because, um, like like you told uh, me, um, it is known. As, so our product is is really known in in in, in the business like a project uh, type, and um, to to generate like a SaaS solution out of it, um, most of the the companies need to to adjust and need to 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 rethink it because most of the time they are doing this kind of assessment one time um, and maybe um, two years later and afterwards they are doing something or nothing. Um, but if you switch to to a recurring SaaS solution. You need to to um, to take them with you all the time. So they they need to get a high um, value out of it for the for their company and for their employees. So I'm I'm super curious about the transition phase. So so you you said it's commonly known that you are kind of selling project, and this project normally I would say lasts two three months max in kind of preparation and then kind of post analysis. Or how long does a classic project yeah, exactly like like two or three months yeah depending and, on the on the, the size of the company and now you you sell kind of SaaS solution with an annual contract or how do you yeah with an annual contract two comparable costs so you basically stretch the total sum of investment over a long period or you kind of you double down on revenue and length <laughs> uh, I think in between <laughs> because um, if we just um, change the, the the billing and the um, the slices in, into uh, our project into 12 pieces, um, now I think it's um, a little more than in in the beginning. But we just we didn't double the the price, so it's just in between. Okay, and out of curiosity, are you charging upfront, so kind of as a classic project pricing, or are you offering monthly and annual payment? Uh, both, uh, monthly and uh, annual payment, but in front because uh, of our um, liquidity uh, situation. But um, um, I think right now we are in the phase where we we um, look at each company to deliver them the the, the most of the value, and and uh, we we decide to to um to build them individually right now so i think we need to to get a, a system into it but um right now we are talking to one customer with a annual recurring revenue and to the other customer with a monthly recurring revenue depending on their status to us you understand Can you just elaborate a little bit more on that yeah. because I, I haven't fully grasped what what is the key differentiator between a monthly and an annual I think it for us it, it depends on the um, the size of the company and the maturity of the company. I think with a startup it's more easy to to do like a recurring revenue and uh, or a scale up. And uh, with um, with bigger companies um, or corporates, um, we need to I think uh, we need to to adapt on their their system. So we are we're taking them as our customers and. Sometimes we need to stick to their 
billing system. Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh, yes, and that's why yeah. why I was wondering because one thing is, and we come to this in a second, is mm -hmm. uh, the logic and the mentality or the philosophy of yeah. recurring revenue drives recurring revenue. Uh, so recurring impact drives recurring revenue. Yeah. The other thing is if you're in an industry with a service which is used by as a project base, it might be a kind of nice piece of transitioning and just charging annually because especially big companies, they, they have their budget allocation process in place. They're used to, to pay a decent sum in whole. So yeah. of course, it's still the business model behind that is SaaS, but the billing actually is a one-time annual fee. Exactly. And that's why we are charging... I think the big, the bigger companies with this kind of um, billing um, system. Okay, so because they they are used to it, and um, it's easier for us in the in the process of the the sales in the sales process. Yeah. So just to rephrase it, the bigger clients which are used to big sums charge one at once. You yeah. offering the SaaS service, but then build annually up. Your, your cash flow will be delighted. So that's, uh, yes. that's a good thing. All right. So let's uh, shift into the internal perspective because rationally it totally makes sense. Longer impact, modern, um, uh, modern business model investors. So we, we also talked about the evaluation multiple, which uh, is normally attached to, to have a recurring revenues. Yeah. What changed internally? What changed with your team? I think... Um... In the beginning, we wanted to 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 look um, how much how much traction do we get with this kind with this solution, and how's the response from the market and from the our first customers and um, but because we we built a solution that is usually known as a project based uh, solution, we focused on this because our customers are used to. It. But then we took a deeper look in, into the problem that we are solving. And the problem that we are so solving is stealing a lot with the employees of our customer because they are the ones that are affected by mental health issues. They are the ones that are affected by the last three years of uncertainty, uh, war, and crisis. And um, we wanted to, to deliver them more value and to help them to deal with, with these issues. And we wanted to support the the companies to help their employees in the working situation. And then, so I really like the, the mindset behind that. Before, so my, my hypothesis was before you were kind of a low tech company and now you're switching yeah. into a proper tech company. Is that the right assessment? That's the right uh, description of our process. And um, as you can imagine, we need to to have other resources to, to change or to pivot. Because in the beginning it was easier, it was low tech. If you can say we have a digitized uh, employee survey, so that's easy to, to develop. But now we are changing, uh, we are, we're transforming into a higher tech uh, solution where we, we have a, like a platform model and we help the employees with their kind of situation and that's that's unknown for our first product-based kind of thing. So we, we need to, to do a lot of communication to, to explain why we're doing it this, this way. So we need to have other resources in tech and, and in sales and in communication to address the new, new product. 
And I'm super, super curious because it sounds like a lot of change management and a lot of also mindset change. So how do you navigate through and how do you measure that you are on the right track to really get this SaaS model right? Right now, it's like a little fluid and and we need to, to focus on this transition or this transformation. We have to figure out a lot of things and we haven't figured out the right... Um, metrics for us right now i think are you selling both kind of project-based and SaaS peril in peril or yes. did you stop selling project-based no right now we're we're selling both and that's that's kind of tricky too um we are we are a small team so that's um we can the i think the the change process in inside our startup lena health is uh, is really easy because we're a small group of people and um, we are we are really focused on this transition we have um, we have outside help as well um, from from coaches and mentors and from po potential investors um, because they I, I think it's not the right uh, description but they kind of forced us to do it because they they told us that if we we are stuck in this project-based um, approach then we um, we will be chasing after high tickets for a long long time and Which can be a nice business, but not with investors, yeah. I would dare to say. Yes, exactly. And um, it, it, it can be a nice business, but um, we decided not to to be the ones that are chasing high tickets. That's, I, I think, kind of our, um, our own decision to have the will to build a real tech product, a real HR tech product. Fascinating, because it's, yeah. I, even with a small team, I would say, it's always easier to sell legacy than to start something new because it always takes longer than expected. And to yeah. still have the option that you give people and your customers to fall back into, let's do a project, is super, super challenging in navigating through and building pipeline, two different, entirely different pipelines at the same time. Yeah, exactly. It's it's really challenging, but uh, I think in our situation or in, in our status, we uh, can't can't say okay, uh, let's let's skip the project uh, approach. We need to to get the revenue out of it to build the other solution to to live longer, to stay healthy, and to to push the the business in, into the right uh, direction. Nevertheless, I'm super curious because I, I'm a I'm big fan of kind of uh, demand gen and uh, filling up the pipeline. How do you make sure that you have at least get some traction in your SaaS business? Because it will, it will take some time. So is there any kind of indication KPI you're looking at on a daily, weekly uh, basis? Our, our, our daily active users is, is one, one metric that we're tracking. And the most exciting metric for us right now is our, our um, pipeline. So our funnel, I think this is the, the one that I, I want to say. I think, yeah, we're changing right now and, and we need to learn a lot more than that, uh, than in, that we know right now. <laughs> So yeah, change really, management is, is really uh, our our main business. Yeah, yeah. and it's uh, yeah I'm always impressed how how challenging change management is. Even with a yeah. with a small team, just imagine you would be much much bigger. And I have all the respect for really really big corporates dealing with change management. Yeah. So it's it was super super insightful uh, in what made you to the decision to shifting from a non SaaS model into a SaaS model. What what took you or what 
made it the decision in the first place that you started with a non-SaaS business model. Is there anything you would like to add, Florian, for the time being? I want to, to add, uh, we, we want to build a product-led um, business. It's really, really um, hard these days in this environment, in this um, recession with a lack of, of investors. <laughs> I think that's what, what I want to add. Even, even and tougher, yeah. Even tougher. And I think you need to have the right resources and the right persons to to build it. And it's even harder if you have the, another approach in the beginning. So I think it's a really hard decision, but we made it. And um, I'm really um, curious how it will get into the right direction. But um, uh, we're willing to, to give all into it. And um, I think it's, it's the right decision for us and it's the right decision for our product. But um, yeah, if I can fast forward into like two or three years, I would definitely, definitely have a look in, into it. <laughs> yeah, I, I can imagine. So I wish yeah. you all the best of luck and success because it's, uh, it's definitely a very challenging journey. I, I'm convinced that you made the right decision uh, because uh, the, the impact, to extend the impact and really make true impact with midterm and long-term relationships, I think that that's a very wise decision. And uh, I thank you for your, for your time uh, and dedication. It has been Thank a pleasure. You. Thanks a lot, Björn.